0: Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 tonight. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And this is Paul speaking to Timothy, and he's calling... Timothy to speak specific truths over the congregation during this time, and the goal is for Timothy to teach the good news and walk out his faith um, to help the church overcome false teaching that was going on during this time so let's let's start in verse six, and we'll read this together. so it says, "If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant." of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. Everyone say godliness. Godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come verse 9, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope to set, hope set on the living God, who's the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the power of your word, Lord, and we thank you for an opportunity to read from it and learn from it, God, in this moment. And I thank you that you are with us right now, that we can encounter a season of growth in this time, Lord, as we continue this series. I pray that we wouldn't shy away from those moments, that we would re- embrace the moments to grow. And Lord, I thank you that you walk with us through that process. And I just pray all this in your name and all of God to seek after your heart, God, in this place. And we love you and pray all this in your name and all of God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Well, hey, if you are looking, I just got to put, I got to pull up my sleeves because you know, I'm ready, I'm ready for what God's going to do. <laughs> so tonight, if you're taking notes, which if you're not taking notes, I highly encourage you to take notes. Um, if you're taking notes, I want to preach a message tonight entitled, The Road Less Traveled. The road less traveled. And in these next few moments, I'm I'm believing that God is going to help us have a better understanding of what it takes to walk out our faith well as we reposition our dedication and our discipline. And sometimes those words aren't the most attractive, but they're necessary. Walking through this faith takes dedication, takes devotion, takes discipline. So I was thinking about it earlier, and uh, I realized that in life, we often have people come to us and offer an easier solution to something. And it's funny, because I immediately think about infomercials, like the as seen on TV, like the silly ones where like, they give you an easier way to get eight-pack abs, or an easier way to cook in the kitchen. Which, yeah, that sound, it sounds great, right? So, and I think it's just so funny that some of these inventions are just outrageous, but, you know, every, every family has one family member that is like, do you see that commercial? I got it. I got it. It's coming in tomorrow, and I'm going to use it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Uncle Fred, why? Like, again? Like, seriously? They got you again? Like, why? And I think what we always have someone in our family that's like, that looks amazing. I'm getting it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Don't buy into the trap. But it's just so funny that, you know, I think everyone has that moment. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the Snuggie almost got me. It really did. Because that thing looks so comfortable. Like, I'm just going to be real. Like, I, I wanted that. And some of my closest friends, they know that I'm all about comfort. When I'm at the house, I just want to lay down like have my robe on I need like my slippers with the fur on the inside has to be that way and I I gotta have like um the tops and bottom pjs like matching um I need I need like gosh I just need comfort and I feel like an old man in that regard but it's just, it's just what I need. And the Snuggie almost got me. But maybe it's something else for you. And maybe you're like, i never bought anything from those commercials. And that's fine, too. But it's, it doesn't um, deny the fact that some people see that as an easier option in life. And they're like, oh, cool. I'm going to get that. And it's going to give me a solution to my problem. But I wanted to actually, real quick, I'm not sure if we, we didn't put them up. Okay, cool. Moving on, um, I had some some pictures that we didn't have enough time to, to put in, but some of them. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. There was one that was. Let me see if I can remember it. Um, an egg extractor, extractor, and it was like. I guess you you put boiled eggs through it, and it would like deshell your egg quicker. But the thing, and it and it looked like it, it looked like literally like an accordion and it's just like weird but I'm like or you could just like take like two seconds and just peel it and then you're fine but and then there was another one that was like it was called arm lifts and it literally like instead of going to the gym and lifting weights you just put like these clear bands on your arms your biceps to give your arm a lift so it looked like you had biceps I'm just like just go to the gym like like why not but it's just funny it's just funny some of these, these products, they're just funny, but how many of you know that you cannot take it easy when it comes to your relationship with God in order for it to grow? You can't just take the easy route every time. Sometimes God is going to require you to go through something, to go through a season, and that's going to build perseverance. And the truth is you're going to be better off because of it. You might not feel it in the moment, but at the end of that season, you're going to be better off. You're going to be more equipped to deal with more, to to be able to grow and to learn. And it's so important in our faith. I always want to be growing and learning. And I can't take the easy route and expect to grow and learn. Sometimes we have to address the bumps and just keep walking forward and keep trusting, keep walking forward, and you're going to grow in your faith because because of choosing that route. But I love this scripture that we were reading earlier. And it's a short one, but it's, it's impactful for sure. And the two verses that really stuck out to me was verse 7 and 8. And verse 7 says, Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths, which is pretty straightforward. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For the whole bodily training is of some value... Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So be careful of the people that seem to be legit in every way, but in fact, they're not really teaching from the word of God. Some people that will walk the walk, talk to talk, they will have all the hype in the world and charisma. But if they're not rooted in the word, and if their message isn't rooted in the word, we have to be careful to not listen to that to we have to be rooted in the we have to be rooted in the word to know the difference so verse eight talks about physical fitness, which is very good, but godliness is of value in every way, which holds promise for our life now and for the life to come in heaven so that's beautiful so The pursuit is godliness, and that takes work. So if you're taking notes, again, I would love for you to write this first point down. When it comes to repositioning our dedication, our pursuit of godliness will be achieved by the level of our discipline. So our pursuit of godliness will be achieved by the level of our discipline. In verse 7, in the NASB, it says, But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And the Greek translation for godliness in this passage is actually reverence or respect. But it also means Piety or devotion towards God. So godliness is the purpose of being disciplined. It's one of the purposes. And it goes hand in hand, really. But in that process, there's holiness as well. As you give your constant yes to God, your life will shift and change for the better. Which is good news tonight. But it takes discipline and perseverance. And again, they're not the most attractive words. But when we choose that route, we're always better off. Write this down. Striving for godliness will reveal the best version of yourself and all that you were meant to be in God. Striving for godliness will reveal the best version of yourself and all that you were meant to be in God. In 2 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 5, in the ESV it says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. Verse 8, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing... They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Verse 10, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be... Richly provided for you an entrance into the internal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It takes work. To enhance your faith, it will take showing high moral standards, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and with love. So if you, if you want to see your relationship with God grow, it's going to take maintenance. And these are some practical ways to grow your faith. I love that it listed all those at the very top. Those are ways to enhance your faith, to grow in your relationship with God. So again, number one, our pursuit of godliness will be achieved by the level of of our discipline, and two tonight, develop new habits with a new mind and heart. Develop new habits. We're going practical tonight. Develop new habits with a new mind and heart. I was looking it up, I was looking it up earlier, some info, I was trying to remind myself on how long it takes to build a habit. And most people would say minimum is 21 days. But a safe number of days to create a new habit is actually 66 days. 66 days. How do you do it? You develop a new habit through consistency. 66 days. I'm up for the challenge. Getting rid of some bad habits taking on some healthy and good habits that lead me closer to God yeah. if it's 66 days that's cool I'm up for it because I know I'm going to be better off yeah. I know I'm going to be better off and that's worth it every chance that I have to, to get to know God more I want to take it I really do yeah. I wonder what new and healthy habit God is calling you to start tonight maybe it is It's the decision to to make a commitment to be here at the exchange every Tuesday night. Maybe it's being dedicated or determined to be planted in church and to actually be in a good community, a healthy, godly community. Maybe it's a decision to, to read the word every day. That's so important. I heard a pastor one time say that, he always wants to connect with God before he connects with the world. And that's so, it's so key. It's so key. And it's funny that i would never heard that before. I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. I need to connect with God before I even start my day. I wonder how how different your day would be. If we got, if we all, everyone in this room got consistent with that. Okay, cool. I'm making a commitment. I'm going to get in the word more. I'm going to start my day I'm not going to start my day on Instagram, which is so easy to do while you're in bed still trying to wake up, checking your feed. I'm going to leave my phone in another room and I'm going to go into a different room, sit down, open up my word, open up the Bible and see what God has to say for the day. So I want to connect with God before I connect with the world. I always want to connect with Him, because i leave better off. Also, I want to, we want to take on what First Peter mentioned, what we read earlier, to really take on self-control and steadfastness. Those two words really stuck out to me. We need self-control, we need steadfastness to go through this journey maybe you're in this place and you're like Chris I don't really I don't really know how to change these bad habits that I have I don't know how to to implement healthy habits and I get that it's difficult sometimes but it's eliminating some things out of your diet things that you know are not good for you and replacing them with good nutrients it's crazy when When you go without something long enough, the desire for it will eventually lessen. Actually will. But we have to be dedicated and disciplined. Also need to remember that God has actually sent a helper tonight and for the days ahead, and his name is the Holy Spirit. So you also have the Holy Spirit to help you be disciplined, but to... to, to see new sides of God. When abiding in his spirit, you will begin to notice you develop a hunger and thirst that you did not have before. Develop holy hungers. You start thinking about things differently. You start thinking about God more and the sacrifice that Jesus did for all of us. And then we become more driven by that love to love others. We're given new perspective. We're given holy hungers through the Holy Spirit. And can I can I just say that that, that decision to talk to the Holy Spirit, ask Him to give you new perspective, to give you holy hungers—that's not. It doesn't have to be a weird moment because. The Holy Spirit is a helper and it's worth looking into. So if you if that's a new area um, in your faith, I would encourage you to really dive into to the scriptures and what it says about the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter. He's a convictor, but he, he convinces us of a better way to walk through life. But he's here to help you through this process, this idea of discipline, love it when it says in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 13, and in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory, sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, You're all sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. It's a beautiful thing. So we hear the word, we believe in him, and then we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. What an amazing promise in this place. We can have the Holy Spirit here to to help us build better habits, lean in him when we don't feel strong. We can take on this truth and gaining not only the holy spirit and understanding that he's here for us for our benefit but gaining a better understanding of a new mind and a new heart so ephesians chapter 4 in verse 23 says have a new mind and heart be a new person the new person has been made like god He does what is right and holy because he knows the truth. We have the mind of the Spirit and the mind of Christ, which is amazing. Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Mind of the Spirit. Just a beautiful promise, another one, another promise in, in this moment right now. But First Corinthians 2, verse 16. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So these are all promises. We have the spirit, the mind of the Spirit and the mind of Christ, which will make us in, will make us in Christ likeness. Jesus is the example. We just have to allow him to, to change our minds, to invite him in, to talk to him and pray. Jesus is the example. And he will lead to a more abundant life. But he will also give us a new heart. I love it in Ezekiel. In chapter 36. starting in verse 26. It says, and I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh. And give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. So as we finish, I'd love for us to just all stand in this moment and I just love the truth that this idea of dedication and perseverance and discipline in our faith you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. If there's one thing that I want you to hear tonight is that Jesus is with you, God is with you, but the Holy Spirit is with you, helping you through the journey. But we have to continue to say yes to him. We have to continue to lean in. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward in Jesus' name. God bless you.